I'm David Bryan. And I'm Brenda Bryan. This is Renovation Made Right. If you're considering a remodeling project now or sometime in the future, Renovation Made Right is your single source to help guide you through getting the project you want and an experience that you'll enjoy. Renovation Made Right tackles topics that range from how to select the right project and contractor to tips on surviving the remodeling process to best practices for kitchen and bath design. We have over 30 years of experience in the industry and are owners of the well-established design-build remodeling company Black Dog Builders in Salem and Nashua, New Hampshire. We're sitting down with industry professionals to tap into their experiences and insights so we can equip you with the tools you need to make your own project a success. Welcome back to another episode of Renovation Made Right. This is Brenda Bryan. And I am David Bryan. And today we are going to talk about heat pumps, which is super exciting. And Dave's going to do most of the talking, which, of course, you all expected. So <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> but I'm going to do a little intro because I was just reading an article in the Journal of Light Construction, which for all you folks out there thinking about getting a, a uh, subscription to a new uh, magazine. This is not the one you want. <laughs> and I, and I, will, I will. <laughs> so, I'm just, I'm just kidding. To the Journal of Light Construction, I have to say it's actually the most technical, helpful for somebody who is in the trades. Um, they're great information on, t- on actually how to do things. And and so, just keep in mind, at our house we have magazines that make it into the bathroom, right? You know, we have a. Sti- you're you're oversharing. You're oversharing. No, People no, do no. not need to know this. About our reading materials no, in the bathroom? No, they do not. They do not. Okay, let me put it this way. In this our is, library. <clears throat> in our bathroom. In our <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You're killing me. Not yet, but I will. Yeah. Um, there, are, there are many magazines. This is not the one I'm picking up to read because Dave, on the other hand, finds it fascinating. Cover to cover. Cover to cover. It's like contractor porn. Yeah, it is I'm contractor telling you, porn. It's brilliant. The stuff they put in that magazine is brilliant. It is brilliant, and it's so dry from a design standpoint. It's you know, so it's not very exciting. However, technically, they have a lot going on. So I wanna I wanna quote this article because one of the things they're talking about is the move in many cities and quite a few states to move away from natural gas, oil propane for heating homes and some are actually banning um, new construction in commercial projects and in some residentials like multifamily units for those kinds of heat so they're they're turning to heat pumps which is an electric based system so let me just uh, do a quote it says Washington state recently became the first state to mandate electric electrification by banning gas for new multifamily and commercial buildings, while legislatures in at least four states, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, New York, and Maryland, are vying for their state to be the next to impose similar bans that may include single-family homes. So it says a move away from gas began at city level with Berkeley, Seattle, New York City, no surprise, um, being the first to ban gas for all new buildings, but they said some 60 cities in over 20 states have laws that ban gas, propane, heating oil, and new buildings. So of course, as you can imagine, this all becomes very political as well, right? Sure. You know, like, oh, don't, let's not make the world green. We should, you know, use every resource we have and make it cheap for people, um, et cetera, et cetera. And so there's now laws that are counter laws saying you can't ban things like this and it has to become available. So, um, 
anyway, it's an interesting thought. But what we are going to talk about today, or what Dave primarily is going to talk about today, because he really understands the technical part of this. And for me, it's like what I read before I want to go to sleep. <laughs> is talking about heat pumps, how they work, why they may be the the way we heat our homes in the future, and what you should know about them. Yeah, so this article in the JLC is called Heat Pumps, I'm sorry, uh, heat pumps in the Age of Electrification, and it's written by Steve Easley. And um, the thing that caught me about this, I guess the thing that caught me in the title was the age of electrification, right? So uh, I see, so this summer I saw three uh, brand new electric vehicles that I had never seen in the room before. I mean, mm-hmm. Teslas now are all over the place. You see, we see a lot of Teslas. That's fine, right? They've been cranking them out for a while. Well, the fact that they're making a, a what an electric Hummer. Yep. What? Yep. Well, then and pickup truck and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So, so it is. It is. You know, the the automobile manufacturers are quickly transitioning and will be to a point in some point, not too distant future, where they're not doing combustion based engines mm-hmm. anymore. Right. So they're. Uh, and uh, with that, I appreciate it. we're not going to get into all of the challenges around generation and our power grid. And the, because the reality is I've done some reading on that, too. And, and, you know, we have inadequate capacity to generate enough power. And in fact, plenty of the power we're still generating is not clean power. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so solar can only go so far. Wind can only go so far. Um, hydroelectric. Hydroelectric can only go so, so far, far, right? And then, you, and then you're left with coal plants, right? right. Which is sort of defeating the purpose of, right. of moving away. Right. And so, in fact, that article even this article even touches on it. So I don't expect a listener to go out and get the journal like instruction or whatever. But um, but there's a bunch of variables here to consider. And, and and but the drive in in general, the drive is towards saying, okay, um, it will be easier for our nation to fix the clean energy problem by making multiple plants, which there's not that many of, mm-hmm. more efficient, or or maybe change them to a different fuel, change them to nuclear or whatever. You know, and that's also a controversial topic, but the reality is there's a lot of better data around nuclear fuel, nuclear, um, you know, uh, electrical generation than there is other sources, right? Mm-hmm. And we have the ability to make that more and more efficient, right? Um, but no matter how we figure it out, that's part of the problem is that we don't currently have the ability to generate enough electricity, not only to power an entire country of electric vehicles, mm-hmm. right, much less than switch over all of the heating for your water and your and your general environment mm-hmm. to electricity, right? Be that as it may, that the 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 school of thought is, okay, um, to try to get to try to solve the problems of inefficiency. So if, if you are living in a home or in a commercial building or whatever that is currently burning some form of fossil fuel, right, oil or propane or natural gas, mm-hmm. whatever, um, the, the government says, if we want to become cleaner and a more green, a green environment, it is easier to solve that problem by making the numbers of power plants that we have, which is infinitely smaller than the number of homes and buildings mm-hmm, we have, mm-hmm. it's easier to make that thing green, and in the process, the new pro- the new buildings coming online greener by being electric, right? Mm-hmm. Ele- and 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 eventually, it only get it gets to be efficient only when we get to create more clean electricity, right? So as long as we're still producing dirty electricity, right. we're not it, it, buying right. a lot. It's, it's a status right? quo, right? Yeah. But the, the heat pump concept, and in fact, in a, in a rental property that we have, we actually 
um, two years ago, replaced our air conditioning system mm -hmm. uh, with, with a heat, heat pump, pump. right? Mm -hmm. And so the air handler we have in our basement uh, remained, so same air handler, same fan. They took the coil out, which is the part that gets cold, or in this case, just get cold for air conditioning, and they replaced it with a new coil that actually gets both cold and hot. Mm -hmm. And that cold and hot comes from the same compressor that, gen that, that most of us know as air conditioning, mm -hmm. okay? Yeah, that compressor that sits outside and exactly. turns on and, and has the has the fan inside right, of it right. and kind of makes a whirring noise when it's running, right? right. Um, so most of us know of that from the air conditioning world because heat pumps are not omnipresent yet, mm -hmm. right? I think they will ultimately be that way. Uh, and as you can tell, there's some, there's some municipalities uh, in, from a building code perspective, are going to be mandating that, right? Um, and so the uh, the... The concept behind the heat pump is essentially, this is a super simplification, and the, uh, this, the, the writer, Steve, gets into a very good explanation with more detail and more information I'm not going to get into in this conversation. Thank you. But <laughs> I'm just going to say that because I have to say I was reading this article and I, and I started to glaze over about halfway when the, when the, uh, the excellent graphics on um, heating capacity at low temperatures H21MXZ. Which is, mm, that's some good stuff right now, there. Here, <laughs> and, and listeners, you don't know my wife, right? But, <laughs> oh, I think they do. But, I think but, they do now. But the reality is, from an intellectual perspective, from a book learning perspective and sort of an academic perspective, my wife is way smarter than me. No. I'm telling you. You can deny that if you want. I mean, that's fine. But you are you are better read. You are smarter. You have the ability as a, to have been a better student if you actually had been motivated, all of that stuff, right? I, I, and, and for me, I'm, you know, I do it by like sheer force of will. I get yeah, smarter, right? You, are just, you have sheer force of will. You are just naturally smart, right? So when you look at that, that's only purely because you didn't try. You could, If you had tried to look at that article, you could have ramped up on yeah, it right away. It looked like it had some, like, you know, there's a sign curve in here, some algebraic things were going oh on, and God. I was like, oh, I'll make it stop. <laughs> So that's why we're going to keep it simple. Thank you. Right? And so think about it this way. So what essentially happens in an air conditioner is there is a refrigerant, and that refrigerant sits in a liquid form. Uh, and when it gets compressed, it turns into a gaseous form. And in that process, um, it, it, it either increases or decreases heat depending on which way it goes. Right? Mm -hmm. it, it, the, it, the change from state, from liquid to gas, has also a corresponding change in temperature. Mm -hmm. Right? And when the compressor is running one way, it is creating cool mm -hmm. air, right? And so what happens if you go outside and your air conditioner is running and you will put your, ha your hands around the, air, the, uh, the, air, the compressor, you'll feel, the you'll feel warm coming. air coming out, right. right? So what it's doing is... It's basically taking it's, heat out of the inside of the house. And, exactly. And, and dispersing it in the outside. Exactly, mm -hmm. right? So it's, so it's essentially, um, you know, it, 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 and the, the it sends a, a refrigerant line with cold refrigerant after it goes through this transition up to your air handler. Mm -hmm. That air handler, air, handler, air handler, pardon me, has a coil in it, and that coil is just like the radiator in your car, and you're pushing air over these cold lines, mm -hmm. right? That then, uh, that then warms up and changes state and ends up going back to the compressor, and it happens all over again, keeps going. And outside, the compressor's fan is sucking outside air through those, co the, through those tubes and blowing the exhausted heat air that, mm -hmm. that it's now done up mm -hmm. through the top, right? right? Now, 
that effectively, effectively, that exact same thing they did. They, they, they can work in reverse, mm-hmm. right? And so when you take, and I'm oversimplifying here a little bit, but you take your air conditioner, you turn it on the other way, and it does the exact opposite. It's actually now even in cold temperatures. On the, when the outside is cold, taking heat, there's heat of, there. Yeah, there's which still is shocking, heat. right? Right. So there's still. I mean, it only goes down to a certain amount, right? Like when it when it drops below what is it, thirty five degrees, something like that. No, actually, interestingly, so it will continue to. <laughs> so there's a there's a point of diminishing return. It'll continue mm-hmm. to extract heat, um, in in the very cold temperature. And in fact, they've got a newer technology that is uh, that is still coming up that is. Um, allowing you to extract heat in really cold climates, um, and that's the you know that that is the uh, an inverter type of heat, and that inverter heat will let you extract cold. It, you know, I guess it, it, like you and I, when we think of cold, we're like, how could there be any heat when it's cold, right? right. But there is still heat, mm-hmm. and and there's actually still heat down to absolute zero, which is something like negative four fifty seven degrees or something like that. Oh, that sounds terrible. Yeah, that's pretty darn cold, right? Um, and so this isn't talking about that environment, but the, these this this other inverter type heat will extract um, heat from the outside temperature when it's zero degrees, wow. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so even though you and I can't really get our head around it, what it's basically doing is still pulling that in. There's some challenges around the heat because around this heat because it will actually keep your space warm, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have the same comfort as when your furnace fires up and actually blows hot air. It's blowing air that like now, that with the with the heat pump solution it's blowing air but let's say it's blowing air you want your room to be 72 degrees mm-hmm. it's blowing air that's 92 degrees which is actually cold which is actually not as warm as the as your surface temperature in your skin right, right? so it feels and, cooler. so it feels cooler right even though it's doing the job of slowly bringing the temperature of the room up mm-hmm. it's not, it's doing not it as quickly and it's also it also doesn't give you that ooh i got a warm yeah Right, like so, the, the the sensation you might get on a cold day when the heat kicks in in your car, mm-hmm. and you're feeling that warm air on your mm-hmm. on your body, so because it, that's it, significantly because it's than significantly your body warmer, right? It's coming right. it's coming out way more than 92 degrees, right? right? Um, and so you're noticing the difference. So there's there's some challenges in in sort of expectation setting and so forth, and there's some challenges in like well, the older heat pumps were not as efficient, mm-hmm. and so they didn't do as good a job, and, and they all have in the end they all have a backup heat source. Uh, in in our home, the the rental property we had, uh, we have the backup heat source. There is actually propane because our old system already was propane. Right. So, if it gets cold enough to be really inefficient, the propane kicks in and will supplement the heat. Right. Um, in most in many heat pumps, the backup solution is what they call resistance heat for electric. Right. So it's like a we have a, 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 a an office space where the, it's all heat pumps, and when it gets too cold. Electric resistant heat comes on, which is basically like your, electric baseboard. Right, it's right. it's like the coil in your hair dryer, right? And that's expensive. That is that burns a ton of power. Well, I will point out that the rental house that we're talking about that we put a heat pump in, um, because the electric rates were so high last winter, it cost a lot more to use right. the heat pump than it did when we were heating with propane. Right, and that's which a, is super frustrating. Right, and that and, and now we in the end we provided a greener solution, right? But again, this is also part of I think the infrastructure catching up with us mm-hmm. and and that I think that we've got to get to a place where um, as power is provided to the grid, it's, provi- it's provided at a better cost, mm-hmm. right? Uh, otherwise, charging your cars and, and heating your water in your house is just going to be a problem, more right? So, right. And, that, and, th- and this is the economic driver, right? Like, right. you know, if, if people say, okay, I want to do something good for the environment, 
but I'm not willing to pay 50% more for it. Right. You know, if anything, you'd say, like, would I be paying, would I be willing to pay anything more for it at all? That's usually the big question. Right. Or will it save me money? And that, and so people, people definitely put an economic decision on even what is essentially a moral decision to a certain extent. Right. Like you think about, you think about, okay, I want to do the right thing for the environment. I'm, I'm a citizen of the world and I would like it to continue. Yep. Yep. Right. But how much am I willing to pay? to make that a possibility and the average person is not really willing to pay that much right no that's 100 percent true and so it's going to be a uphill climb mm-hmm. for for these conversions to happen and so in some cases that uphill climb becomes irrelevant to us because it's mandated by the towns right, right. or mandated by the state or whatever right. so that's probably how this is going to happen no no differently than the, the auto manufacturers getting pressure to mm-hmm. uh to reduce you know uh, petro- right petroleum-based vehicles and so forth so um, so it's the same thing. And this is not new technology. Heat pumps have been out for a long time. They've just gotten better and better and better over time. Mm-hmm. And they've gotten better enough that they've now become uh, a, a viable option, a viable option for homeowners. So I'm, I'm sharing this to, to say there's a couple of things to think about. Heat pumps usually take the take the shape of two different forms. One is, and we've talked about this before, what people refer to as mini splits or ductless systems, mm-hmm. right? And that's where you often will see a system hung up on a wall that, that is and, – and that – is only a fan with a coil in it, right? Mm-hmm. That's connected to an exterior compressor, an exterior heat pump. Um, and those you can buy at a super high level of efficiency and those actually can work really well. You can buy one, and they also are configured in ways where you can buy one compressor that will drive five or six or seven or four or three, whatever, multiple heads. And so, that will provide heat and cool. And provide heat and cool, exactly, yeah. right? So you, you can make a choice if the time comes and you need to improve your system. You can retrofit one of those. Mm-hmm. Some people don't like them because you see the unit on the wall in the room, mm-hmm. right? And I, and I get that. So well, the, yeah, I get that too. But, you know, radiators, baseboard sure, heating, sure. you know, air ducts. You, you see all of those solutions as well. Right. So right? air ducts are actually pretty uh, lean in yeah, terms of... Yeah, and minimal, of, right, 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 I know. But right. all the other things. You're right, you're right. right? Take up space. Yep. And, and so I don't... I, I feel like... Yeah, okay, so they're not beautiful, but I think they can be put in places where you're not noticing them. They're above eye level, so it's yep. not... But they also you, you can also get a mini-split that is a ducted system. And in the ducted system, uh, you know, you put a device up in the ceiling or even potentially in the attic, and you can run lines. It's still, mm-hmm. u- it's still using the same compressor, still the super efficiency, but it's distributing that air in different ways. Now, hard to do as a retrofit, Easier to do in a reno or a new construction if mm-hmm. you're gutted. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the the ones you hang on the wall, that's typically almost super easy to do as a retrofit. But not only do you have to see that thing on the wall, you also typically are now seeing lines on the outside of your house that are being run in like white plastic mm-hmm. conduit. Mm-hmm. So there's some baggage there, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so I think the point is if you're a homeowner and – your existing heating and cooling system is approaching end of life, mm-hmm. um, or whether you only have a heating system, maybe not a cooling system, this is an opportunity for you to just dig in and do a little more research and talk with a couple of local providers. Be careful, by the way, as you're talking to local providers. Um, sometimes contractors kind of get into their mode of doing things, right? And this is what we do. This is how we do it. And it's not necessarily, they haven't been early adopters. Like we've talked about in other shows, the early adopter kind of thing. Um, and so the more you can learn and be educated and, and work with a good technician who actually is into it, you know, if you have somebody who's just, all they do is put mini splits on the walls to make more money, 
um, and they like to just do as many jobs as they can, that's not the same as a person who really is into the efficiency and who really understands it. So find sure. the right technician right. who is into it and who can help you if you're into it as well. Um, it sounds like eventually we might not have choices about these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like I said, when you're getting to the end of life, do the research, figure out, are we there yet, right? My most recent vehicle is a gas-powered vehicle. My guess is I might get one more gas-powered vehicle. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But pretty soon thereafter, I'm not going to have a lot of choice, mm-hmm. right? Um, and uh, and that's where we're going to be going probably in this scenario as well. So you may get to a place where you say, okay, my next water heater, I'm not ready to go uh, all electric when I have gas in my house, um, but that's got a limited lifespan to it, right? right. So think about that as, we, as we're looking. So heat, cool technology, uh, great article, uh, in, in, you know, heat pumps in the age of electrification, but uh, it's, it's a very uh, sort of geeky journal magazine for the construction trades. The average homeowner's not going to get a hold of it. But the point is, think about this as you're thinking about making changes for your heating and cooling. Right. Cool. Well, thank you for explaining it to me <laughs> because I still kind of don't get it. But that's okay. That's why they are good contractors. Well, then I didn't do this. a good job. No, no, you did a good job, actually. All right. I just, it's, it's partially um, uh, my inability to understand, and part of it's a willful inability to understand. Right. And that, <laughs> so, small, that small amount of drool that I see coming out of the corner of your mouth. There is no drool <laughs> at all. Very good. So, do you want to take us out? Yes. This has been another episode of Renovation Made Right. Thank you for joining us again today. My name is Brenda Bryan. And I'm David Bryan. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes on our website, renovationmaderight.com, and follow us on social media at Renovation Made Right. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you like the show, leave us a review.